We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This time, he's back again. He's looking. He is going deep for Quez Watkins, who has it goes in for the touchdown. The strike to Quez Watkins. He hit him in stride for 53 yards. Second down and eight, Wentz in the end zone, taken down, lost the football, rolls out of the back of the end zone, it's a safety. Well, there you go. Says it all. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm Glenn Mack now with my pal, Mike Sealski. Mike, I carefully chose those highlights. Yeah, it's good we didn't stack the deck or anything okay. like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody knows the big story. Tomorrow, Eagles against the Washington commies down in dc i only wish this game was here that's the only regret i have uh the 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 story all week and what we'll talk about a lot today is wentz versus hurts yes they will never be on the field at the same time of course but that's what the networks will be highlighting it's what the fans will be looking at it's where we open um let's start with hurts Mike, because last Monday, 333 yards, spread the ball around, did a really nice job. His running remains incredible, not just as a scrambling quarterback, but as a as a runner, as he and Josh Allen are the only two guys, I think, who can run with that kind of power. Um, how do we feel about Hurts now is your opinion. I know two games are two games, and you know the, things can change week to week, but give me your snapshot view, Mike Sielski of what you're seeing with Jalen Hurts right now. I'm seeing what I think everybody else is seeing, uh, that Hurts has taken steps forward, both as a passer and as the orchestrator of the offense. What we saw against Minnesota was what we knew to be true already, at least on those two touchdown runs, was, as you said, his strength, his ability to fight through tackles. He seems to be very smart when he runs with the ball. Mm -hmm. He slides, he gets down. He generally, through two games, has avoided a big hit, at least not set himself up for one. He got hit a few times against the Lions late, but that wasn't his fault. And you saw what the Vikings did and what his running ability forces teams and opponents to do, which is, okay, we're not going to let him beat us with his legs. We're going to try to limit that as much as we can. So we're going to play zone and we're going to make him beat us throwing the ball which he then did. Um, you know, he was on point with his passes. The Eagles, I thought their wide receivers were excellent in terms of the way they ran routes against that defense, settling into soft spots, giving Hurts easy targets to hit. Uh, he's been very impressive through two games. Yeah, and only five incompletions all night. And, and part of that, 
as much as I can read it, and 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 I get this from listening and reading to people smarter than I. Um, the Vikings tried to stop him from running, tried to play his zone in order to curtail that. And what that meant is the Eagles receivers were wide open all night. So, you know, killed if you do, killed if you don't. Yeah, if he's going to continue to throw the ball as he has through these first two games, and again, he's not going to continue to throw the ball that way. He's been that good. Um, There's going to be a slight regression. That's the nature of an NFL season. But this is now something else that a defense has to guard against. It's not just, okay, if Hurts isn't beating you with his legs, you're in great shape because he's not reading defenses and he's throwing the ball late and all the complaints that people had. Right. Last season, so far those complaints, again, so far, don't have a whole lot of merit. Let's see as film is gathered and defenses start to adjust. Right, and you're going to play. Listen, the Vikings are a good team. You're going to play some tough teams. Um, but, boy, he did look good. Um, just a couple little uh, stat notes. That uh, touchdown run, the 26-yard touchdown run, where, man, he showed some power on that. It's the Eagles' longest touchdown run since Donovan McNabb had a 40-yarder in 2002. I remember that game. That was, a, I think, against the Giants, uh, where he just kind of... It was very similar to Hertz's run in that kind of went around the end, carried it like a running back, took off upfield. And I think the most impressive thing about the 26-yarder that Hertz had on Monday night was, you know, watching and listening to both Joe Buck and Merrill Reese, both play-by-play voices were surprised that Hertz kept going. That he got in, yeah. They, that, yeah. oh, wow, he's still going yeah. and he's in the end zone. Yeah. And, um, that that was kind of cool to, to hear. Through two games, 28 rushing attempts, 147 yards, three touchdowns, avoiding turnovers. And uh, I'll give you a – this is uh, Dave Zangaro of uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Well, he pulled it off at Pro Football Focus, but so I'll give credit to both. He has 105 rushing yards after contact, which ranks 12th among not, just, not quarterbacks, all players in the NFL first among quarterbacks. He's tough. Don't want him to do this too much, but boy, he's just doing it well. He's throwing well. He's leading well. It's yeah, we're whatever. Yeah, twelve percent through a season, but boy, it is. It's good so far. The, the interesting thing to me about that stat, Glenn, is what it says about. And again, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the Eagles' future with Hurts and how they view it. Right, like we spent all off season talking about how they had positioned themselves. So that if Hertz did not meet expectations, they could go out and yeah. draft another quarterback. Right. Okay. So if but through two games, they are playing as if Jalen Hurts is still the nexus of their offense. So I wonder, maybe I'm wrong about this, and again, it's very early. I wonder if they are just looking at this and saying, We are going to maximize everything out of Jalen Hurts that we possibly can because we are positioned to replace him if we need to. What are you saying? I'm saying that if they are running Jalen Hurts a lot. I mean, if he gets hurt, we can live with it because we have... They, they don't want him to get hurt. I'm not suggesting they no, want him to get I, I, hurt. Okay, go but ahead. But what I'm saying is if he were to get hurt, we are positioned well enough to deal with that. Therefore, let us maximize him as much as we can. Let it, you know, We're huh. not going to keep him from running. We're not going to force him to stay in the pocket. Let Jalen Hurts be Jalen Hurts. And if he stays healthy and continues playing this way, incredible. Great. We will take it, of course. But we're going to maximize it as much, you know, take everything out of it that we possibly can. And if something bad happens, we are positioned to deal with it. That's an interesting perspective. I mean, it's almost like you're saying the way teams look at running backs, which is 
hey, we'll probably get five, six years out of this guy at most. Let's run him 300 times a year because that's what we got. And if we have to move on, we do. Is that what you're saying? I wonder if there's a little bit of that going Interesting. on. Okay. I wonder. I don't know. Is part of this that they look at it as, hey, we have the opportunity to be really good. That's so the other part. Not hold, don't put on the brakes. Right, exactly. If this, if this is the best team that we are going to be this season by having hmm. Jalen Hurts play this way, then we're going to play this way. So you're asking me, will I take two years of Jalen Hurts in a Super Bowl appearance over six years of Jalen Hurts? And, and who knows? Yeah, the answer is, of course, I will. Darn right. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen, I wish you all the best. All right. In other news, now on to Carson Wentz. Against Detroit last week, 337 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, six sacks. I think five sacks were in the first half. Mm-hmm. That strip sack safety that we played. Um, well, you have a piece uh, in the paper today about how uh, Jonathan Gannon may scheme against Carson Wentz, which is basically, you know this guy holds the ball forever, right? Yeah, look, the weak link or a weak link on Washington's team is their offensive line. It's not very good. Uh, and we've seen in Philadelphia what happens when Wentz plays behind a lot, an offensive line that isn't very good. That's what happened in 2020. It was the anomaly year for the Eagles. They were weak up front, and Wentz held the ball and committed turnovers mm. and did all the wrong things. So, oh, God, if, I would scream. Yeah. I, I mean, we'd all like, get rid of the freaking ball. Yeah, yes. and... I think this game sets up very well for the Eagles from that perspective because what Jonathan Gannon wants to do, I think, is rush for and generate pressure from that. Well, the Eagles should be able to do that against this offensive line, mm. which in turn allows them to put seven men back to confuse or you know, complicate things for Wentz and keep receivers in front of him and force him to hold the ball, which is what you want him to do. I'll give you an over-under of... 5.1 combined sacks and interceptions and or Wentz fumbles. Ooh. 5.1, I'll take the under, but only Ooh, only, really? be, only because it, four combined fumbles and interceptions would be... No, I'm giving you sacks, too. Oh, and sacks. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. So so sacks and turnovers. Sacks and Wentz turnovers. Oh, okay. Not the running back turns it over. Sacks and Wentz turnovers. Oh, well, then, that, then in that case, no, I'll, I'll take the over. Six. Ooh, that's yeah. a win. Six. Eagles win that game. Absolutely. I think Eagles will win this game. I like it. I like it. So the other issue, of course, this is the first time Wentz is playing the Eagles, and there's a whole lot of – I've heard some people this week, some hosts and callers, like, come on, move on. It's We're mature. That's in the past. Why would we worry about that? No, you're a fan. This is a guy who was one of the most important characters in this franchise in the last decade, the last however long you want to go. Um he was almost the MVP the year you won the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl without him. But then comes all of the other stuff. I can't just like, oh, yes, well, hey, I wish him well. I don't care. I care. I care a lot. <laughs> of course I care. You have to care. Um, I want to play something. This is Wentz was asked this week in Washington, kind of looking back at his time in Philadelphia. I give the reporters down there some credit for kind of approaching it. I wish they had dived a little deeper into it, but this is him talking about, eh, maybe he's matured. Perspective changes when, A, you grow up, A, you know, you have you get married, you have, have a kid. You know, I think your perspective on life changes, on <clears throat> on your job, on work, on everything, and, and just, um, you know, I think there are there's always things I look back on that, man, I could have been better here, I could have been better as a person, as a teammate, you know, lots of things. Um, that, that you do take for granted. And so I think uh, I definitely thank God for the experiences I've had, even though sometimes they're, they're dark or sometimes they're you know, not how I envision them to be. But I think it's allowed me to grow uh, as a person, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. 
All right. So sift through the beginning and the end. But if you go into the middle, he says, yeah, I probably should have done some things different. It's as far, it's as much of a confession as you're going to get from an athlete like, I was a baby. I screwed yeah. up. And we're going to actually play another former Philadelphia athlete later in the show who doesn't approach that. No. Your take on what he said. Look, he he messed up in certain respects. He just did. Um, there were conflicts with teammates. Uh, there was a sense of entitlement that settled in. My, my colleague at the Inquirer, Jeff McLean, has a terrific piece out this morning in which he relays an anecdote from Wentz's rookie season in which Wentz was driving to Lincoln Financial Field for, I think, a preseason game and missed an exit for Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, I got news. So have I. Yeah, and <laughs> gets there a little bit late, and it's kind of dicey as to whether he's going to make it for warm-ups, after which point Jeffrey Lurie says, Carson will now have a police escort to and from the stadium. It was the first time Lurie had ever done that for a player on the Eagles, and it's kind of the starting point for the creation of kind of a monster. Oh, that's uh, interesting. You know, in terms of entitlement and thinking you're the center of the world and all that kind of stuff. And so my feeling on the Wentz situation is it's a it's a good lesson for franchises in Philadelphia in terms of understanding really what kind of athlete can thrive here. I think the Eagles looked at Wentz and saw North Dakota. They saw Hunt's own food. They saw Guy Wears Levi's. And they thought, that's a tough kid. He will be able to handle Philadelphia. And as it turned out, within two years of signing a major contract extension, he didn't want to be here anymore. He couldn't handle it. And yeah. I think that's instructive for teams. you got to look below the surface here to find out exactly if a guy can handle playing Okay, here. and I don't know if I uh, attach geography to it, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, to me, it's that, and, and yes, the way you lay out his personality and traits, I thoroughly agree. I don't know if I ever liked a player more and felt more betrayed by him. And I felt that when that he could not handle adversity, um, and he quit on the team. And he just quit on the town. And we, and we never got an explanation. He just kind of totally bailed on the whole thing when everybody had invested so much in him, from the Eagles to the fan base to his teammates. And he's just like, nah, I don't like the way you drafted this guy. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm quitting. And I and, and God, that bothered me. I don't feel betrayed as much as I feel puzzled as to why he couldn't make the changes in his game that would have led him to greater success. Well, that's a two-part question. So there's the game. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Agree. And there's the, the guy. Yeah. It's I, the quitting. I, I will take physical failures uh, ahead of his mental, I don't know, failures, but his, again, is just bailing out. Yeah. You yeah. quit. You bailed. He's a he's one of many thoroughly modern professional athletes. We've seen this time and time again. Again, we're going to talk about one later in the show uh, who say, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore, and I have the power to go somewhere else. Uh, yes, you're you are correct. And and my um, exposures with him, my my contacts with him were fairly limited. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, I think I interviewed him twice, and once was with somebody else. And it's you know you get that you don't get much. The one thing I'll always remember about Wentz, and when I told you the story before, and I thought he was a good guy, and I thought this is the mark of the man, which is I used to do a, um, a webcast down at the Eagles twice a week. And so I went down there, and uh, Dave Spadaro was there interviewing Wentz for uh, the thing, and it finished. And I just remember when it was over, Wentz, young player, might have been the Super Bowl year, walked around the room 
and personally walked up to every cameraman, every producer, everybody in the room and said, thank you. I appreciate your Mm -hmm. time. Thank you. Thank you. And you know most athletes, if they do something like that, as soon as it's over, their eyes are at the door and they're gone and they don't talk to anybody because they don't have to, right? And Mm -hmm. maybe they're just in the zone. It impressed me that this kid took the time to realize that these people there who are not making a lot of money and were excited to be in the room with him, and he gave them each eye contact and a story. I thought, oh, this is a good guy. And I was so wrong. <laughs> and that's what bothers me is I was so wrong in reading the man. Yeah. Here, here's the spin. I don't know if spin is the right word. Here's the perspective I would put on that, though, Glenn. When we think, I think there's, a, there's a, an expectation from the public about professional athletes that has existed for a long time that when an athlete signs a long-term contract with a particular franchise that that is a show of loyalty to that franchise and that city and what's changing in that dynamic i think is athletes now say to themselves i'm the one with the power now i have the contract i have the contract so they got to kowtow to me a little bit and if they don't do what i want in the way i want it done I actually can force their hand, and yeah. I think that's what happened with Wentz. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, real quick, I just want to work in the Philly. Second straight night, they beat Atlanta coming off that five-game losing streak. Great job by Nola last night. Nola's been good in seven of his last ten starts. Maybe we get good Nola in September through September. You know, I, I know it would do a lot for your nerves. And it would. Your gastrointestinal <laughs> yes. situation, yeah. all of that. My gastrointestinal's fine, thank you, but <laughs> not, you know. Uh, they are now 83-67 and 67 with 12 to, uh, left to go. They're a half game against the Padres, I think, now, uh, who lost last night. So the Phillies jumped ahead. They're two and a half on the Brewers, who won last night. Coming down to the final weekend is what's going to happen. Um, and they play, the, they're, in, they're in the road after tomorrow for ten, the final 10, which I don't like, but no. whatever. Today, Bailey Falter, 5-3 and three against Kyle Wright, 19-5. and five. So, okay. Here's, here's my reason for optimism right. if you're a Phillies fan, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Bryce Harper is not hitting right now. Yeah. Which means he's going to hit eventually. Yeah. So, okay. keep it's that good. in mind. Okay, last thing, I'll sneak in a caller here, too. This week, uh, we give away, as always, a $50 gift card to Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or shybsports.com. We have a great Shy Sports throwback moment coming later in the show, but uh, the best caller of the day, as judged by Moshe Kravitz, gets the $50 gift card. Let's sneak in Ryan here. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? All right. Great, Ryan. Good. I'm actually in Delco right now, going to visit uh, my buddy. Where would you rather be than, than but, Delco? Uh, anyway. The greatest. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the defensive line and stopping the run because I'm not really concerned about the offense that much. It, like, the whole Dalvin Cook thing with Minnesota, that was great, but that was a total miscue on Minnesota's play call. And then you look at DeAndre Swift, who's definitely one of the best running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. And they really couldn't stop him. They gave, they gave some really big plays up to him, and that makes me worried later in the season. How are they going to stop the running backs? Well, I don't think they're going to have to worry about it too much this week because Washington kind of struggles to run the ball. Um, and Oh, yeah, they, they're garbage. They're yeah, dog water. Um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, Ryan, you know, while teams may look at that Lions game and say, okay, we can gash the Eagles with the run, teams in the NFL, very few of them are inclined to do that, I think, where they say, okay, well, we'll just we'll run the ball down a team's throat because they can't handle it. Um, teams in the NFL want to throw the ball nowadays. You know, nine out of ten of them do. So um, is, it, is it great that the Eagles struggled against the Lions that way? Of course not. But um, I think we got to see yet, and I think uh, 
as I said, Washington's going to struggle. What their leading rusher, Antonio Gibson's averaging 3.1 a carry. It's, mm-hmm. it's not much of a, a danger to the Eagles, I think. Oh, no, but I'm, I'm more concerned about, like, come playoff time when we're facing, like, teams just all around the league that are going to have uh, that strong cold, running back. Cold weather, because, January, because NFC, East football. I yeah. hear you. I think you, I, I kind of agree with Mike. You're worried more at this point than you need to worry about that. My biggest concern is the pass rush right now. Yeah. Just, they got to generate a pass rush. 215-592-9494. We will definitely get some calls in the next segment, whether you want to talk about the Eagles, the Phillies. I see uh, Jerry's got some Phillies thoughts. Uh, or whatever is on your mind, we are going to run the gamut today. Big highlight, 11 o'clock, Mike Sealski. What's happening? Charlie Manuel love is going to be joining us. Oh, I love him. He's like he's my favorite person to talk I, to. I have a great anecdote about Charlie. That I don't know if I'll share it while we're talking to him or just afterward, All but right. I love it. There you go. 215-592-9494. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack, now on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.